Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to episode number 14 of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast presented by the Believe Podcast Networks. I'm your host, Tony Liebert, and you can follow me on Twitter at Tony Liebert and Instagram at Tony underscore Liebert. That is Tony L-I-E, B as in boy, E-R-T. For today's episode, I'll be previewing the Gophers Week 9 contest with the Northwestern Wildcats. I'll talk about why Northwestern is still dangerous, even in a down year, um, the strengths and weaknesses of their roster, and what Minnesota's path to victory uh, might look like on Saturday afternoon. All right, right it right into my uh, instant impressions of this Northwestern uh, team. Um, they still have Pat Fitzgerald as their head coach. Um, this is remarkably his 16th season. Kind of shocked me while I was looking at that. Uh, I didn't know he's been there that long. Um, his career record is 109 and 85. Um, I think he's one of. He might be the still the most underrated head coach in the Big Ten, if that's possible. I feel like everyone says that every year. Um, he m- maybe one of the most underrated in the country. Um, he knows his his role so well. I think, like he knows that Northwestern's not uh, Michigan or Ohio State program. They're not going to reload every single year. Like they're rebuilding this year. Like plain and simple. Uh, it's not. It's almost impossible to reload at a place like Northwestern, um, and like his in-game coaching, he never tries to do too much, or even just how he runs his program. He never tries to do too much or too little. He never gets cute. Um, it so it, when he, as long as he's the head coach, Northwestern's never going to be a walkover. He he has his team well disciplined, well trained. Um, they're always going to put up a good fight, no matter if their roster's lacking or not. Um, as for this season as a whole, Northwestern has a 3-4 and four record. Um, they opened the season with a 21-38 to 38 loss at home against Michigan State, a loss that really is just looking better and better. To start the year, it seemed like that was uh, might have been a bad loss because Michigan State really wasn't expected to do too much this season. Um, they followed that up with a 24-6 win versus Indiana State. Then they had a close loss to Duke at Duke. Um, and then they followed it up with a, a big win versus Ohio at home. They got blown out at Nebraska, beat Rutgers 21-7 at home, and then got blown out by Michigan. So they've alternated losses and wins all season. Um as for statistically, their offense averages 19.7 points per game, which is 117th best in the country. Um, more in depth, their 
193.3 yards through the air, ranks 102nd. Um, they're 161.1 yards on the ground per game, ranks 69th in the country. Um, defensively, uh, they allow uh, 25.1 opponents' points per game per season, which is 66th best in the NCAA. Um, they allow 199.1 yards through the game, which is 30th best in the, in the country. And they allow 220.4 rushing yards per game, which is ninth worst in the entire country, 122nd in the NCAA. Um, kind of their storylines, at least heading into this year. Um, they last year they had a terrific season, obviously uh, seven and two. They had that weird loss to Michigan State late in the year, but that really their only other uh, loss, well. Not really, one hundred percent truthfully, uh, was to Ohio State in the Big Ten championship. They had that hard fought game. I believe they were winning at halftime, but um, they played them really tough. And then they ended up beating Auburn thirty five nineteen in the Citrus Bowl. Um, but this year, they only have eight returning total starters: four on offense and four on defense. Um, Rashawn Slater, even though he opted out of last year, he was first-round pick on the Chargers. Greg Newsom, the second, first-round pick on the Browns. Um, their quarterback, Peyton Ramsey, uh, had a training camp deal. I believe he's not on an NFL team. Um, their leading receiver's gone. And kind of their uh, mainstay on their defense, starting linebacker Patty Fisher, is with the Chargers now. So, like I said, this is a rebuilding year for this team, and I think they know that. Um, and they had they had a lot of lot to replace a lot more than Northwestern is typically replacing with guys that have that went off to the NFL. Uh, I believe Newsom and Slater were obviously both underclassmen, at least uh, redshirt sophomores or juniors that decided to go to the pros. So, um, they certainly had a lot to replace heading into this year. Um, as for their team this year uh their players to watch uh starting quarterback south carolina transfer ryan helinski um former four-star guy hasn't been hasn't completely um smoothly made the transition to northwestern yet but super talented quarterback nonetheless um maple grove high school native uh evan hull is their starting sophomore running back uh, he's been great this year so far, kind of their uh, highlight of their offense, so he's definitely a guy I need to keep out for. And their leading pass catcher is Kansas grad transfer wide receiver Stephon Robinson Jr. And then on defense, two names to watch out for in a rather struggling group is grad uh, graduate senior defensive end Sam Dup Miller. And redshirt senior defensive tackle Trevor Kent. As for the offense, more specifically, uh, kind of the the main question all season has been their quarterback situation. Uh, Peyton Ramsey, who was uh, pretty good last year for him, he's obviously now gone. Um, and redshirt senior Clemson transfer Hunter Johnson was supposed to be the guy. Uh, really, he was supposed to be the guy a lot a few years ago, and he really hasn't been able to stand out. But 
Um, he was a former five-star quarterback, number two ranked quarterback in the 2017 class. He was notably ranked ahead of uh, Mac Jones, uh, Tua Tungavailoa, and Vikings backup Kellen Mond. Um, but he's really struggled to uh, make an impact at the college level, and this year was kind of supposed he was given every opportunity to be the starter. Um, so he started the um, first three games, and he completed 60% of his passes, had 424 total yards, four touchdowns, and four picks. Um, in their week three game with Duke, he was benched at the first uh, at halftime after he threw four first half picks, um, and then redshirt senior Andrew Marty came into the game. It wasn't Helensky at that point. Um, Marty came in. He was 11 for 16, 151, two picks or two touchdowns, no picks, and he almost uh, Northwestern was trailing by a lot against Duke at halftime, and he almost let him back, but he unfortunately suffered a season-ending, likely to be season-ending injury. Um, so North haven't seen him since that game, and so uh, Johnson has been benched ever since then. And I I would imagine it w- it'll be hard for him to see the field again. A uh, once promising talent really never was able to get it going in college. Um, but now it's uh, redshirt sophomore Ryan Helinski's turn. He's a South Carolina transfer. Um, he was a four-star recruit in 2019 he was the 27th uh overall player um he was notably ranked ahead of uh north carolina quarterback sam howell uh arkansas quarterback kj jefferson and the uh spectacular wisconsin quarterback graham mertz um this year so far for northwestern um, in his four starts now, he has completed 55.5% of his passes, 55.5%, uh, um, 759 total yards, three touchdowns, and one pick. So he certainly really has, hasn't been a dramatic upgrade over Johnson. I'm assuming Northwestern would wish they could have could have that production they saw from Andrew Marty in the second half of the Duke game, but he's out with an injury. Um, so, overall, it's obviously Helensky's team now. Um, I think he would have to play pretty poorly for him to go back to Johnson. So, I think the Gophers are going to see a lot of him um, this Saturday. But even though he's struggling, he's still a very talented quarterback. So, you n- never can overlook um, your opponent when they have that talented of a quarterback. Um, he hasn't been able to put it together yet, but you never know. He could put it together this week. So... Um, their quarterback situation kind of been a, a, a carousel, but uh, they've landed on Helensky, and he's he's kind of, I think, going to be their guy the rest of the season. Um, as for the running back room, like I said, um, sophomore from Maple Grove, Minnesota, Evan Hull, has kind of taken over that room. Um, this So far this year, he has 101 carries for 643 and five touchdowns. Uh, he's also involved in the passing game with 13 catches for 101 yards. Um, he's kind of uh, been their main guy all year. Um, he's uh, really been their bright spot on their offense. Uh, he almost has their most 
total yards for any player, including their quarterbacks. He's only trailing Helensky by barely 100. Um, but they also like to mix in freshman Anthony Tyus III and grad transfer, transfer Andrew Clare. Um, both have 40-plus carries and 200 yards on the season. Nothing substantial, but... They are involved from time to time. It's really going to be all Evan Hull, and that's what the Gophers should prepare for this week. Um, as for the offensive line, um, three starters returned from last year's team. Uh, like I said, Rashawn Slater did opt out of last year, so um, he wasn't on the team last year, uh, even though he did get drafted in the first round. Um, but it, it's, it's still a, a solid group, not a, a glaring weakness, not a – huge strength um they start uh sophomore sophomore at left tackle left guard uh redshirt senior at center redshirt junior at right guard and then redshirt junior at right tackle so they have a little mix in a little bit of depth and uh veteran or a little bit of youth and veteran players um so it's still a, a solid group nonetheless not not a like i said not a huge uh weakness not a huge strength so uh, it's definitely not damaging their team, but the Gophers don't need to uh, game plan for a dominant offensive line. Um, as for the pass catchers, it's kind of been three guys all season. Um, like I said earlier, Kansas grad transfer Stephon Robinson Jr. has been the main guy. Um, he's a 5'10", 180-pound receiver. Um, he had 30, has 30 catches, 435, and two touchdowns on the season. Um, he's kind of been their main number one target all year. Um, junior Malik Jackson has uh, kind of taken a hold on the number two spot. 5'9", 192-pound receiver, 24 catches, 3'18", and 2 on the season. And sophomore Bryce Kurtz has been the kind of the third guy. He's uh, 6'180", wide receiver, uh, 19 catches or 203 on the season. It's really just been those three all year. Uh, no one else has really dramatically been involved. There's been a few catches here and there, but um, the tight ends really aren't too involved in the passing game either. Um, this is a team that certainly wants to be a run-first offense and really has always been under Pat Fitzgerald, and this year's no different, even though they are struggling to move the ball at times ranking as one of the worst offenses in the Big Ten. Um, as for their coordinator, uh, Mike Bajakin, or Bajakian, I don't know how to say his name, excuse me. Um, this is his uh, second season at the position uh, position of offense coordinator. He was the offense coordinator last year. Um, he would obviously like his offense to be doing a little better than they are this year, but it's, they're still a talented group. And the Gophers need to not overlook them because, like I said, they're going to be well-disciplined. They're going to be ready for this game. Um, as for the defense, uh, Northwestern likes to run a 4-3 scheme, uh, four down defense alignment, three linebackers. Um, their main guy on the defensive line so far this year, at least production-wise, has been um, junior defensive end Atatamuia. Adebowore. Um, I apologize if I butchered your name. I think I did it as best as I could. Um, 
He's their leading sack guy with three and a half on the year. Um, they start two two more uh, grad transfers and one uh, redshirt senior on the interior. So they got a lot of veteran um, depth along the inside. And grad transfer defensive end Sam Dup, or grad student defensive end, excuse me, Sam Dup Miller and redshirt senior uh, defensive tackle Trevor Kent are probably the most talented names along that group. Um, but like I said, they got a lot of veteran depth. Um, not too flashy of talent along uh, the defensive line, but um, a bunch of players that are going to know what they're doing. Uh, they're not going to significantly be able to uh, be a huge impact on the game, I think. But like I said, they'll... Uh, with Pat Fitzgerald, they'll always know what they're doing. They're all, he'll have a smart team ready for this game. And then as for the linebackers, it's a group that uh, Pat Fitzgerald has liked to uh, be the strength of his team, obviously, because he played linebacker for Northwestern. Um, I think grad student uh, Chris, Chris Bergen is probably the best player on this defense. Um, leading tackler was 78 on the year. Um, he's kind of their their leader on uh, on defense. Uh, they start a redshirt junior and a redshirt senior at the two other uh, two other spots, so it's a, another veteran group. Even though Northwestern is rebuilding this year, they have a lot of veteran players that are playing that just didn't play that much last year. Um, as for the secondary, uh, statistically the strength of the team. Um, at, at, Allowing the 30th fewest passing yards per, per game um, at 199.1 on the season. Uh, they do have a lot of youth in their secondary. They start two redshirt sophomores at safety and a redshirt sophomore and redshirt junior at cornerback. Uh, Brandon Joseph and Bryce Gallagher are both tied for second on the team in tackles um, with 52 on the year. Um, so they their safeties like to come down and make plays. Um but yeah, I would say this is the secondary probably is the strength of this team, if there is one. Um, they really performed well all year, and people have struggled to pass against them. I mean, they really haven't played a passing offense all year. Um, like Michigan State might be the best passing team they played. Every team te- and Duke maybe. Like Nebraska likes to run the ball, Rutgers likes to run the ball, Michigan likes to run the ball, and Ohio and Indiana State are obviously. Uh, nothing to uh, call home about. So, uh, for the Gophers, um, they'll obviously like to, I would assume they'd like to run the ball a lot against a team that dramatically struggled to uh, hold their own against run de- or in the rushing de- defense department. So, um, But Northwestern's coordinator, uh, Jim O'Neill on defense, um, it's his first season. Um at the position, um, he was a defensive backs coach with with the Raiders last year. Um, Mike Hankwitz was DC for Northwestern for twelve years, and he retired before the season. So it's kind of been a transition year, I think, for the defense, um, personnel wise and coaching wise. Um, so uh, Northwestern's rebuild kind of continues in that area. Um. Like I said earlier, uh, Northwestern technically they've alternated uh, losses and wins every game all season, so they're uh, 
if you look at it that way, they're due for a win against the Gophers. Um, but in all seriousness, I think Minnesota does match up very well against Northwestern. Like I said, they have the ninth worst run defense in the country. Um, their uh, passing defense is their strength, and obviously their Gophers pass, passing offense is probably their weakness of the team. Um, and like Northwestern's averaged less than 20 points per game all year. Uh, so it's just, this is a very, just not explosive offense. And it's a, a team that's well disciplined and never well coached and they're, you never should overlook them, but I don't think they really have the firepower to take down the Gophers. Uh, playing in Evanston is never easy because it's such a easy place to overlook for a team that's on a roll like they are. It's, it's kind of sleepy. Um, the the amount of games in Northwestern that have just looked like sleepy for the Gophers and really any uh, team in the Big Ten, um, it, it's like it almost happens every year. So um, can't overlook Northwestern, can't overlook a Pat Fitzgerald coach team. Um, but there's just a lot, like, I don't know if there's anything that Northwestern does better than the Gophers. I don't know if there's a position group that Northwestern is better than the Gophers at. So this is the Gophers game to lose, plain and simple. There's a reason why Northwestern's 3-4 and four and why they lost to a Duke team that lost to uh, Charlotte and almost lost to North Carolina A&T. Uh, this is a struggling Northwestern team and a rebuilding Northwestern team. Um, what I am kind of looking for in this game um, is kind of I'm curious how significant the run pass split will be after such a dominant performance in the uh, rushing offense department last week. Um, I wonder if that they're going to be the Gophers are going to lean that heavily on their running game again um, or if they'd like to get Tanner involved because even though um, Northwestern struggles against the run. They're still not great against the pass. Like I said, it's like their strength in quotations, their pass defense. Um, and I think it, it would still be a good spot to get Tanner more in rhythm. Uh, even though he pl- he still played well last week, only had four incompletions. He just really wasn't asked to do much. Um, I, I think it's a strong possibility for how good this defense is playing. I'm curious to see if they can shut out Northwestern. Um Northwestern's offense is that bad, plain and simple. Um, I, uh, it's hard to shut out a team on their own field, so it's obviously a tough ask. I, I'm not sure if it will happen, but uh, this is this week and next week against Northwestern Illinois, it's definitely a possibility. Um, I, I'd like to see the if the uh, secondary and defense can limit those explosive passing plays. Um, something that kind of is really the only weakness of this defense, if they can correct those against a team that really doesn't have many options to produce those explosive plays, I want to see if the Gophers can do that. Um, offensively, again, I want to see if Dalen Wright can get involved. Uh, between his off-the-field um, unfortunate issues with one of his friends passing away, um, He's kind of struggled to get back into the rhythm since his uh, really solid start to the season. Um, so I want to see how uh, how slash if he's involved the rest of the way because he's a really talented player, and I think it would be another added wrinkle to this offense if he can get involved. And 
I just want to see how many rushing yards this Gophers offense can have. After just absolutely obliterating Maryland in that department last week, they're now playing one of the worst rush defenses in the country. Um, could they have 500 rushing yards? I don't know. That's obviously an extreme number, but if there was a team to do it against, it would be against one of the it would be against the worst rush defense in the Big Ten. So um, that that'll be something you can watch if the Gophers destroy this team. Um, I I never want to overlook opponent as a fan, being as what happened against Bowling Green. Um, but this Northwestern team has struggled, and uh, personnel-wise, they just don't have the guys. But again, they they have the coach, so that makes that uh, makes up for bad personnel. So um, th- this should not be a game the Gophers overlook. They can easily overlook Northwestern and Illinois the next two weeks before they travel to Iowa City to take on Iowa. Um, but I hope they don't. So. Um, hopefully this is another dominating performance this week. Um, I think that's all I got for you today. I appreciate you listening. And once again, uh, row the boat, Skyuma, and go Gophers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save